thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Test this morning. Lord, I am glad to come into your presence again this morning. We are thankful for the privilege to worship the one who is Adonai, the Lord Most High. We are grateful for the privilege to worship the one who is I Am, the one who is the maker of heaven and earth, the creator of the universe, master of the universe. We worship you again this morning, for you are king of kings. You are lord of lords. You are god of gods. We give you praise, Master. We give you praise, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we come, we say thank you. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for the gift of life again this morning. Thank you for the gift of your mercies. We are grateful, precious Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, as we spend this time in your presence to read our Bibles once again, Father, we ask that you will speak to us once again this morning. Let your words fill our hearts once again, and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Let me say a big welcome a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. So we continue our study and our harmonized study of the gospel, synoptic gospel of Matthew, Mark and Luke, and then the book of John. A big thank you to everyone joining in this morning. By sincere apologies, uh, we were not able to come on yesterday, but we thank God that we are back once again to share the word of God together. So we stopped on John, I think that was John chapter 17, as Jesus shares, okay, final words he shares with his disciples just before they head to the Garden of Gethsemane, okay? So we will take it from from there. That is when they went to the garden to pray, right? You know that it was in this garden that they came to arrest Jesus. So we'll read first about the, the prayer in the garden and what we can learn from there. And then we will read about the final arrest of Jesus. Okay. Um a few we still need to do a few more days before we will say we finish the final week. Of Jesus's ministry is this ministry finishes with his death on the cross right <laughs> all right please get your Bibles let's start from Matthew chapter 26 Matthew chapter 26 we stopped on verse 35 um, when we the last time we read Matthew we've read the book of John okay almost three four uh, three four days uh, consecutively Matthew chapter 26 verse 35 Peter was declaring boasting that he would 
he would never he was ready to even if i have to die with you i will never disown you okay so now let's go to the garden from verse 36 then jesus went with his disciples to a place called gethsemane and he said to them he went with his disciples matthew says but we know who those disciples are okay so usually when you read it immediately in your mind you know which disciples you are talking about or you're thinking about but matthew does not give us the names of the disciples he simply says jesus went with his disciples to a place called gethsemane and he said to them sit here while i go over there and pray we know it's the same event right uh-huh. because exactly what matthew narrates is what the other people too will narrate sit here while i go over there to pray 37 he took peter and the two sons of zebedee so yes matthew mentions it eventually okay but for from the start he simply says he went with his disciples peter and the two sons of zebedee the two sons of Zebedee are James and John, okay? Along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He began to be sorrowful and troubled. In other words, um, he was sad. He was troubled in his spirit. His ministry was coming to an end. Now he was going to be arrested and then put on trial eventually was going to be handed over to the gentiles to the roman government who will eventually put him up on trial and crucify him okay so jesus was both sorrowful and troubled not troubled for himself okay he knew that um this was this was a commitment he had made to the father he had promised the father that he would lay down his life for mankind but he was troubled all the same 38 says then he said to them my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death i'm telling you hmm, i'm not sure you have ever witnessed something like this before to realize that you were carrying on your shoulders Eh? the weight of the sins of the whole world you were carrying on your shoulders the atonement for the sins of mankind every man born before you every man that was going to be born into this world you were carrying all of their destinies on your shoulders (laughs) jesus said my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death stay here and keep watch with me since going a little further he fell with his face of course to say keep watch meant they should pray along with him right while he is praying they should pray and that's why i said jesus just if you read the the gospels you will notice that jesus never had prayer sessions with with prayer meetings with his disciples if you want to call it that in fact this is one of the first times he will he will call them like this that they should go and pray together most times he would he would separate himself and he would go and pray and they were supposed to be learning from him even when they came to him and said lord teach us to pray 
Okay, teach us to pray, not how to pray. Teach us to pray. He told them, Our Father. You know, that was where I am going, all I am going to do there is relationship with God. Hallelujah. He says, Stay here and keep watch with me. 39, going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will but as you will, okay? So, there are those who attack us and say that Jesus could not be God. How can he be afraid to bring the Father's will to pass? And he is asking the Father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. How? Sincerely, you are not understanding the context, the premise from which we are speaking. Jesus is speaking here as a man. Yes, he was sorrowful. He was troubled. Okay, so yes, he said to the Father, is there any other way this could be achieved? Do I, do, do I have to go to the cross? We'll read about his death. You agree with me that that was brutal. It was brutal beyond measure. Okay, so he was asking because he was only... At this point, he was only a man. He said, yet not as I will, but Jesus, he said, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Peter, that had vowed that I am ready to die with you. Eh? If nothing can separate me from you, Jesus said, couldn't you keep watch with me? Okay, so this is where we learn a big lesson. What you can accomplish, you can only accomplish in the spirit. It is futile to try and do it in the flesh. This, eh? praying for these things, situations like this can only be accomplished in the spirit, praying in the spirit. And so trying to do this, of course, they had not been filled with the Holy Spirit at this time or the Holy Spirit had not come on them. And so maybe they wanted to pray, but they, they soon realized that they were confronted something that night. Their eyes were heavy. Jesus said, couldn't you watch you men who keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, of course, the guy that had been vowing, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You see that? The spirit, small letter S, meaning it's talking about the spirit of Peter, James, and John, not the Holy Spirit. The spirit is willing. In other words, they want to, but the flesh is weak. The flesh is fighting against the spirit praying. Okay, so Jesus says, Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. You don't want to fall into temptation. Watch and pray. Watching will tell you when to run sometimes. <laughs> and most times. Watching will tell you when eh, to pick rays. Like my pigeon English uh, people will say in their local palace. To pick rays. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. Okay, so Jesus actually 
essentially was asking them to pray for themselves. He was asking them to pray for themselves. Remember, we just read John chapter 14, 15, 16, 17, where he prayed for them, but they had to pray for themselves. So you see this lesson, this important lesson this morning, right? Aha. There is a dimension of prayer that you have to make for yourself. If Jesus could have prayed to keep them from temptation, in other words, that they will not, they will all be strong enough to endure what was coming that night, I think he would have. Okay? At least that would not stop him going to the cross. He would have still gone to the cross. You know, but all of them fell away. If you read the book of John, the way John puts it, they backslided. They were going to go back to their different professions. Okay? So, there is a dimension to prayer that only you can pray for yourself. So stop going about looking for prayer man chants. Going about looking for pastor, 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 pray for me, pastor, pray for me. I'm not saying that your pastors should not pray for you. Your pastor should pray for you. However, listen this, listen this morning. There is a dimension to prayer. That only your heart can cry out for. Only your heart can press into God for. Okay? So stop pushing the responsibility for your prayer to others. It says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. For the two, he went away a second time and prayed. My father, if it is possible for this cup to be taken away, unless I drink it, may your will be done. See, when he came back, he found he again found them sleeping. Of course, he's been praying one hour. He's been coming back one hour. Okay, he goes because he told them, "Can't you just wait wait with me for one hour?" So I doubt if it made sense for him to be coming back before that one hour. So he would have been coming back every at the turn of the hour twice. Now he met them sleeping. He went away a second time and prayed, "My father, if it's." If it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Since when he came back, he again found them sleeping uh, because their eyes were heavy. So he left them. So this is the third straight hour. Jesus is praying. He left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping? Uh-huh. They have slept three straight hours. Uh-huh. This is this one is not ordinary sleep. This is sleep induced by temptation, induced by the devil. Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayal. In other words. Jesus went to the cross with his full chest. <laughs> yes, Jesus for okay, so for those who don't understand our local palace with his full chest means he he went intentionally. He went on his own. Okay, nobody forced him to go to the cross. He went to the cross on his own, laid down. He was the one that laid down his life. No one took his life took his life from him very very important hallelujah all right so let's read the parallel 
the parallel and we find that in in mark mark chapter 14 turn your back your bible to mark chapter 14 again we've seen the betrayal and then jesus the uh, peter denying jesus we see the garden of gethsemane from verse 32 mark chapter 14 from verse 32 to 42 um, it says that they went to a place called gethsemane and jesus said to his disciples sit here while i pray so again he said to his disciples but almost immediately mark clarifies he took peter james and john okay matthew said the sons of zebedee he took peter james and john with him and he began to be deeply distressed he began to be deeply deeply distressed and troubled in other words he saw what was coming he saw what was coming he said my soul is overwhelmed verse 34 my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death he said to them stay here and keep watch stay here and keep watch going a little farther he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible if possible the hour might pass from him you see the way mark puts it right going a little further he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible the hour might pass from him abba father he said everything is possible for you take this cup from me yet not what i will but what you will in other words everything is possible for you father you can accomplish this purpose what we are trying to accomplish together you can accomplish it another way however not my will but your will be done in other words if this is how you want it to be accomplished so be it father i will go to the cross since then he returned 37 then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping simon he said to peter are you sleeping couldn't you keep watch for one hour so it meant like i said that it was going and coming one hour couldn't you keep watch with me one hour of course naturally what do you think <laughs> peter would have stood up master we are trying <laughs> <laughs> we are trying, okay. We are praying, we are praying now, we are praying now. <laughs> and then they will like shoo, 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 shoo. We are trying to pray. Uh, maybe a few minutes after they are they are they are they slept back. He said, Couldn't you keep watch for one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. So again, Jesus clarifies: if you don't watch want to fall into temptation, watch and pray. The two together watch and pray not only pray most christians pray not to fall into temptation uh, prayer alone cannot keep you from temptation it's like praying that beds will not fly over your heads uh, you can't there's no prayer that can stop that one but surely you can stop the bed perching on your head right uh -huh. that part is the watching part as the bed is coming you can you can shoo it away and it will fly away okay that is the watching part so you want to overcome temptation you don't want to fall into temptation jesus gives us the secret watch and pray so that you will not 
fall into temptation. And again, we remind ourselves there is a dimension to prayer that only you can do for yourself. They had to pray for themselves. Jesus was doing his own prayer. <laughs> he says, The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. They did not know what to say to him. They could not say anything. They were just looking. Master, we are trying. We are trying. Returning the third time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. Let's go. Here comes my betrayer. Alright, so that's Mark chapter 14. That's Mark's account. Almost word for word, exactly the same with, uh, with Matthew's, but only with fewer words. We go to Luke now. Luke chapter 22. Yes, that's where we find the parallel of um, this prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. Okay? Very, very short. Very, very short, actually. We find it in Luke chapter 22, verse 39 to 46. Remember, it was Mark chapter 14, verse 32 to 42. Okay? Just about 10, 11 verses. And of course, Matthew's. Matthew's was by far longer. Okay? But just using more words, but same thing. Matthew chapter 26 from verse 36 to 46. 10 verses. Okay? 10, 11 verses. It says, Jesus went, Luke chapter 22 from verse 39. Jesus went went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, his disciples follow him, pray that you will not fall into temptation. Pray that you will not fall into temptation. You agree with me that it is somewhat slightly different, okay? Slightly different from the way Matthew and Max puts it. But essentially, it is the same thing, right? But the first time Jesus was going away, I'm not sure his words to them were pray that you will not fall into temptation. He just told them to pray. He withdrew about a stone's a stone's throw. So only Luke puts it like this. A stone's throw beyond them knelt down and prayed. It was, they were not so far from him. They could see him knelt, knelt down and prayed. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my net not yet not my will, but yours be done. Same words. Same thing Jesus prayed for in all the synoptic gospel. An angel. Again, you see Luke is adding quite a few dimensions to it. Luke tells us in verse 41 that it was a stone throw from them. Okay? That Jesus went. Now in verse 43, he says an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Only Luke captured this. Luke says an angel an angel appeared okay from heaven to him and strengthened him and being in anguish he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground now <laughs> i'm sure you thought that this part of drops of blood okay falling to the ground like that i'm sure you thought it was in all of them 
as in Matthew and Mark too. Aha! Only Luke captures this. And here, we need to be clear. Very few manuscripts have verse 43 and 44. Very, very few man- manuscripts. In fact, many of the early manuscripts, manuscripts okay? The earliest ones. Remember I said the closer, the earlier it is to the original writing, okay? The, the more you can be sure that uh, this is what it, it was really transmitted you know, to, uh, to those who received the Bible. Okay, so they don't have verse 43 and 44. That part where an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Uh-huh. Uh, all the other manuscripts don't have it. This part where, you know, he was so much in anguish, he prayed earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Okay, is only found in very very few manuscripts and you can see now that only luke captures this so it's possible it's possible that the scribe mistakenly added this but it does not remove from the story right you want to agree with me it does not remove anything from the story when he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples he found them asleep if i'm careful you know luke has not carefully distinguished that he came back twice okay these are things to pay attention to that he came back twice he said when he when he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples he found them sleeping exhausted from sorrow they were not sorrowful they were tired ahead they were drowsy see why are you sleeping he asked them get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation okay so let's agree that that's the first time he returns okay and that's where luke stops stops his own his own analysis all right i don't know whether you were blessed by that i have been so blessed so blessed by by this by what happened in the garden of gethsemane all right we stop there today because um the next thing we witness is the arrest of jesus and this one we find in all all four okay all four gospel even though we could read john chapter 18 verse 1 okay and that will capture the 10 verses that we we saw in matthew in mark and then the seven verses that we saw seven eight verses that we saw we saw in luke in John chapter 18, verse 1, it says, When he had finished praying, we know that this prayer happened in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Okay? So, we know that the garden they went into to go and pray is the Garden of Gethsemane, even though John does not tell us. We also know that even though he went, he said he went into it with his disciples, we know that it was Peter, James, and John, okay? Uh, the way Mark puts it, right? And we know that they went there to pray. So tomorrow, we'll take the arrest, the arrest of Jesus. What did you learn today? What did you learn? Ah, <laughs> there's one thing I learned. Don't try to do in the flesh. 
what you can only accomplish in the spirit. Yes. So when I find myself in the situation that Peter, James, and John have found themselves, what I try to do is ask the Holy Spirit to help me. This is where being baptized in the Holy Spirit helps. And as I begin to pray in the Spirit, you see, the Holy Spirit give, begins to give me words to pray. Uh, you see, thoughts just begin to flood my heart. And then some of those thoughts provoke some powerful emotions. And before you know it, I, I, I am praying. Okay, so we are luckier. We have, we have a helper in the Holy Spirit. That's the first lesson. Don't try to accomplish in the flesh what can only be accomplished in the spirit. That's one. Second lesson for me has to be, listen, hmm. there is a dimension to prayer that only you can do for yourself. People can try, and yes, the, the, there's a dimension to prayer that we call intercession, and that is praying on, on the behalf of someone. There's a dimension to prayer that is called intercession. But there is also a dimension to prayer that only you can make for yourself. So what's my encouragement? You need to learn to watch and pray. You need to learn on your own by yourself to watch and pray. Why is that important? Third lesson. You don't want to fall into temptation. Watch and pray. You don't want to fall into temptation. Watch and pray. Watch for signs. Watch for what is in the environment. What should I do? You ask God. And as you do, the Lord will keep you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for your help this morning. We know that naturally, Peter, James and John would have wanted to pray. But they were weak here. We ask, Father, that you will strengthen us. We ask, Lord, that, Lord, in the face of our own temptation, Lord, we will overcome in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.